You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's rewards. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. Today, Rachel is speaking with Amy Seifert. She is a writer, teacher, and speaker on staff with Crew for over 17 years and is currently the director of Outward Movement at Brookside Church. She is married to her husband, Rob, with their three children. Amy shares with us her journey from self-publishing to traditional publishing, about the importance of being prepared for the opportunities that God has planned for you, and how to find balance with our calling and family life. If you've ever experienced challenges in any of these areas, then this episode is for you. Now let's jump in. Well, welcome, Amy. I am so, so thankful and excited to have you on the podcast. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me. I'm excited too. Oh my goodness. So I have learned and had the chance to look all these wonderful things up about you, but can you please tell uh, my listeners a little bit about you? Yes. So let's see. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and a life and writing coach. And we are fellow version teachers, which is really fun. That's a fun connection. Um, I have three kids um, and wife, mom, just juggling motherhood and ministry in a million different ways. And um, I live on grace, really. That's that's what I live on. <laughs> live on grace. Don't we all, if we haven't, we need to, right. to live on grace because I'm telling you life gets real. I, I told you that before the show. I'm like, yes. listen, life started happening. And then that's what happened. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh goodness. So can you tell me a little bit about what, um, just tell me about your writing journey, your speaking journey. How did that come about? Yeah. So um, after I graduated college at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, I came on staff with a, a ministry called Crew, which is International Campus Ministry. And I started to speak and teach in those environments with um, college students and started to develop my teaching skills and really feel like, oh my gosh, I think I have a gift here. And others told me that as I, as I went. And then um, I came off staff officially, I'm still affiliate with Crew, and came on staff with my church. And my pastor, who is a male, asked me a few years in, hey, would you want to preach a sermon? And I thought, I have not seen a female preach a sermon in this mm. space. Like, am <laughs> I? What's happening here? Um, and he, he actually didn't even know what he thought theologically, but he felt like God said, ask Amy to teach. And so that was interesting, too. Like, yes. it was by faith that he asked me to teach. But after that sermon, there was just more confirmation of teaching and writing and communicating the Bible in different spaces. And even that sermon, that that specific sermon he asked me to teach turned into a self-published book on motherhood, wow. um, which was really fun. And then um, from there, I took that little self-published book and I took it to a writer's conference um, and I bravely signed up for three publishing meetings and got a chance to work with Tyndale House after that because they took my book and they read it and they said, we want more, um, which is bananas because <laughs> I got rejected a lot with my idea. And that's why I went the self-published route because traditional publishers didn't want my book idea. So 
So now I'm writing and I have a new book and Bible study coming out in March, um, 2023, and just kind of following the path of communicating, writing, speaking, wherever God opens doors and it fits with my family life and all the other things going on. Um, I mean, can we talk about balance? Like that is... (laughs) I mean, what are we doing? What are we? Listen, it's like, but I love you said, and it fits with everything else that's going on, you know, with my family life. I want to backtrack a little because did you see yourself as a writer? Is that what you went to school for? Or how did that even evolve into that? Yeah, great question. So I, when I was in high school, I had a fantastic English teacher and she said, you should write you keep writing, keep going. I, I loved writing. And I had a dream as a little girl of writing a book, but the older I got, it felt a little bit impossible. Um, you know, like, how's this actually work? So I loved writing, loved um, speaking too, and just wasn't sure if truly um, as a female where that space was in a church context um, from where I, my, where I said, I know that a ton of, ton of female preachers and pastors have been out there for a long time, but in my context, um, I didn't see it. So, so yeah, I, it evolved over time. It wasn't just this like, oh yeah, I know I have a book deal, but just putting myself out there, blogging, guest blogging, you know, trying, trying to communicate in all the different ways that I could. I love that. And, you know, I think that's often how it happens is it's like you have this little feeling, but you're like, is that really even possible? But somewhere mm-hmm. along the way, you were like, if it's not possible through them, like, I know God has given me this message, I'm going to self-publish. So how did you get the knowledge? Did you go to a conference? How did you learn about the self-publishing process and how to go about doing that? Yeah. You know what, Rachel, it was scary because I thought, <laughs> who am I to put my work out there? Like I really wrestled with feeling like I needed the validation of a traditional publisher Mm. um, to call myself a writer. Right. And you know, this as in in the hope writers community, right? Like you're, you're aware of this, all all the different limiting beliefs we can run into. And yeah, I really, after the third rejection call, I was on the phone with a publisher and they asked me when when I pitched the book, I ended up self-publishing. Um, they said, well, how can you guarantee that your book will rise to the top? And I thought, I, I can't. Like, who can? What does this even mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I hung up the phone. I was very discouraged. But I was like, you know what? That's not even the goal right now. I feel like God has given me a message. I know there are women because I, because I mentor college women who are then were becoming moms. And I knew that these mothers, I knew these moms needed encouragement. And that's what I wanted to write. Chin up was on motherhood. And I was like, that's not the goal. I can't guarantee it'll rise to top, but I can walk by faith and I'll just do this thing myself. So I called different people with self-published that I knew and asked for tips. We did a lot of research. We stumbled and fumbled along the way. Um, but in 2017, we birthed that book out into the world and I, I learned a ton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that because a lot of my writing journey started all, I mean, with writing, I went back and I'm working on, on a project. So I was like, how did my journey start? And I just came out the gate writing a book. I didn't even realize it. I was working on a book. I never released it. But that was the first thing I did was write a book. I'm like, why did I do like most people start a blog or, you know, they might write an article. Here goes Rachel. I'm going to write a whole book, right? I don't go bigger, go home, girl. <laughs> so I, I just love the idea of saying, you said something so powerful. That's not the goal. Like, what is the goal behind what we are doing, what we are feeling that God is calling us to do? And you kept that goal in front of you because the noise around us can tell us 
this is the goal, this, this, this. I mean, the numbers game is real, especially in, I mean, in any industry. And that realizing that's not the goal was was key. I was like, whoo, that was good for me. I, okay, so <laughs> listeners, I hope you caught that because if not, I took that. <laughs> I love it. Thank God. So, okay, going into that, then you go and you begin to present after rejections because rejections, I'm telling you, I probably oh. went through 80 rejections before a publisher oh. was like, yes. <laughs> You know, it's so hard. Yeah, it is. You know, and I have a friend, she says, okay, you got to learn to reject rejection, reject rejection. My friend Courtney says that. Mm, And I love that. And it's hard, but keeping that in the back of my mind is, is always key because we're going to get these rejections, no matter what God is calling us to do, what leap. So you write the book and then you start to begin to speak. Interestingly enough, I started speaking by teaching first, being a teacher, because I'm like, if I can stand in front of a classroom of students that who knows what, yeah. what they're thinking and their faces yeah. will speak for them, I can do this in front of anybody. Listen, exactly. don't have nothing. we That's know how to keep our face crowd. together. <laughs> right. so, so as you went from the writing into the speaking, how did you navigate that? Because it, it's the same industry. We merge it together, but it's two different industries. Um, how did you navigate that, that transition? Well, I, so the natural part is I just joined the teaching team on my, uh, on my church team. So I started to hone that and I had been teaching, um, with crew at the weekly meeting, but the transition, I was on staff with my church for six years. And honestly, when I started to teach on you version, more people started to reach out for conferences and retreats and just things. And I couldn't manage being fully present and doing a good job on my staff team and traveling and writing and speaking and even saying yes to places that I'm like, Ooh, I don't, I've never done a conference like in this way or a retreat here or what, you know, like, and still saying yes to me like, well, (laughs) here I go. Like, What else is there to do? But like, give it a go. Um, Yeah. So So they went hand in hand for me, I think, because once a book got into the world, that's like your, your biggest business card, right? Like you leave that, you're able to have that in the back when you're done after speaking and people can take your words with them. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, it does. (laughs) does. I mean, it sounds like it was just a natural progression into that. And, you know, you continue to move forward with that. I just love how God is so intentional with saying, okay, I need you to do this first. And then the next thing I have for you, I'm going to share that with you. You know, I'm going to begin to open doors for that. How did, um, for you, how did version come about the opportunity with version? Yeah. You know, um, when they started to, so I had written some plans with them, some writing plans. And when they started to do the verse of the day teaching, they reached out to me and I at first thought, is this real? Is this spam? (laughs) Do they really want this girl? Um, And so then I responded and got this conversation. They're like, would you be willing to do these like two minute teachings? And I was like, okay. It was almost like anything that was coming my way. I had to look and say, is this, is this a yes? Is this a good yes? Does this line up with my direction and the way that God is leading me? Does it line up with my family values and what we can do? And so saying that next, yes, you know, so, so they reached out to me, I said, yes. And then I kind of became the like, Hey, somebody got sick. They were lined up to do this. Or can you, can you turn a verse around in like 48 hours? I was like, sure. I'll give it a go. 
I love it. You know, yeah. So, and some didn't work because it just didn't with my life, but um, trying to say yes in the direction that I felt like God was leading me each step of the way. And you just said that, like, it's almost like God gives us a little bit of light for the next step. He might not give us the, like, shine it on the whole path. But that's the joy of trusting our our good father as we go, right? I love that. Yes. And, you know, one thing that I like my listeners to hear is that there's some things that we can do on our own, but there's other things that just are God orchestrated Mm -hmm. and opportunities because I have people like, hey, how did you get on this? And how'd you? And it's like, you cannot manufacture blessings. We, we can't, Ugh. we cannot manufacture Preach. when we're obedient yeah. to God, what he's going to do within our life. We can't, and we want to be able to, but we can't, yes. you know, yeah. what we have to do is be ready. And that's what it sounds like. You were ready for the next thing and for the next blessing that God, for the next opportunity that God wanted to send your way, you were ready for that. And I wanted listeners to hear that. That's why I asked that question. Being mm. ready, being ready. Sometimes we spend so much energy looking for the opportunity that we're not even ready for it, you know? Oh, that is so good. <laughs> that is so good. I love that, Rachel. Yes, like being ready to be able to take that next step, you know? I, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for listening. I want to pause for a quick moment to tell you about two extremely valuable resources I've developed specifically with you in mind. If you are feeling called to take a leap of faith, be it to move to a new geographical relocation, to start a business, to stay on your job, but to write your book or to start a ministry or to transition, but you are unsure, even afraid to move forward, then you'll want to grab these resources. The first one is a five leaps quick guide. And within it, you will find help as you identify which leap God is calling you to make and tools for you as you prepare, plan and execute that leap. The next one is the five leaps, five week mentoring. If you are serious about this leap, but you know you cannot do it alone, you are not alone. I want to walk with you. So for five weeks, we'll work together as you prepare for the plan that God is calling you to execute. You can find both of these resources by visiting the five leaps.com. Thank you so much. Now let's get back started with this episode. So let me ask you this question. Did you grow up as just this bold, courageous, like I could do anything girl, or what was your story that led into this journey of leaping for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I'm so grateful. My parents are amazing parents. And um, if I wanted to try sports or, or a new thing, they were really supportive. Um, I do have an outgoing personality, but I'm telling you what, honestly, I feel like in the last maybe five years, the more I put myself out there in vulnerable positions, the more the fear of rejection can like bind me up. And I, anxiety, I've really had a lot of anxiety in the last five years, the, the more almost public, some of these things have, have happened. And so I feel the enemy, um, shooting arrows at my personality and wanting to shut down you know, the boldness. Um, so yeah, I'm, I love my therapist and I love my community because they help me walk through the lies that are coming at me about who God's made me to be and to, to walk out fully in that still, you know, that's it right there to walk out fully in it still, because when I tell you this year alone and the opportunities and the doors God has opened are very like, uncomfortable. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> like, and I'm the one that's like, go after it, go after it. Hey, I started taking the lead podcast. Let's go. And this year God is like, oh, really? Are you ready for this one? 
<laughs> and I love it. I love it. But I have had to do the same thing. Like I have had to have a, a strong ability to hear God's voice, have a good counselor. And I've had yeah. to have the wisdom of my community around me and the words. I, it's funny, yeah. right before this podcast, I told my husband, I was like, you know, I never thought that my love language was words of affirmation, but more recently I've needed that. <laughs> Yes, I am with you. It's almost like we need, as we pour our words out to others, we need others' words to surround us and cover us and like yes. build us up to do the thing, right? Yes. I feel that with you. I'm glad that you relate and you feel this. Like, yes. like we need we need people to help us do the thing. <laughs> 100%. I totally relate. Oh, I love it. So, okay. I know that you are doing these things, but something that stood out to me is that you are still serving with crew. You didn't say you didn't abandon that assignment and what led you to stay there in the capacity that you're staying there, even though you're serving over here. And when do you know when God is saying, okay, your time there is up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great question, Rachel, but it was interesting because I was the team leader for eight years um, and I served for 12 years full time. And then I'm, I God called me to stay home for a little while. Like just, I, I had my third baby and it was like, okay, this is hard to keep going. And, but then I, the, the crew world just continued to ask like, Hey, would you be able to do this or this or mentor this girl or teach her or whatever? And just praying through each. Yes. I do still feel connected. And I was just on campus for campus fest at BDSU and connecting different women to the crew table. And, um, I'm just trying to hear the spirit with, with these young college women that I can't get away from. I love the next generation. I think they're fantastic yes, and they're going to do, you know what I mean? They're going to do amazing things. Um, and I love being connected to the youth in that way. It helps me see what, you know, what's, what's up with culture and how we're doing, you know, and, and, and what do people need right now um, yes. spiritually as culture intersects their life. So I continue to, to see what God has for me, um, but I've let go of, when I was leading the team, there was a lot of administration tasks, a lot of things that were bogging me down away from really being in my sweet spot of teaching, mentoring, and coaching women. Um, and so that's, that's great to say yes to those things and let other people do the admin and the task stuff. Right. Right. And so how did you know that like, it was time to let go? Like, was there yeah. something going on around you? Was there something internally going on? you know, cause sometimes we don't yeah. give ourselves permission to let go of something we feel like God called us to in the first place. Yes. I'll tell you what. So, um, there was a new, there was a, a, a younger staff woman that was on my team that I was raising up and developing. And I felt like she needs to lead this thing after me. Like she, I need to pass mm -hmm. the baton. And we literally made a baton to pass to the next team leaders. And I remember when I passed it to her and this, like, we like had like a little ceremony and just prayer and whatever. And in front of our students, I passed it to her. And I felt like I held onto that baton a little <laughs> bit too long on that one. <laughs> Cause I had been doing it for eight years, you know? Right. Um, but God, how did I know that God was calling me to, I feel like it was just deep inside, like, this is the next thing to do. It's scary, but it felt right. Right. Um, and even when I talked to other peers around me, friends, wisdom, they were like, yeah, that seems, that seems like God would be doing that, even though you could stay, but it was time. For, it was time for me to pass the baton. It was time for some new leadership and that third baby to be home 
I felt like I was all over the place and I couldn't be present with my people. And God even saying like, I might develop you more on the floor with Legos than on a, on a stage with lights. Right. And so there's a bit of a season of being, being low on the floor unnoticed yes. home with my people. <laughs> that season though, I'm telling you, there is some transformation that happens in that season that oh, prepares us yeah. for, for the next part of what he's called us to do. So I love that. Oh, mm-hmm. My goodness, this was so good. So I want to ask you if, you know, you were sitting in front of someone who was trying to, you know, make the same decisions as you and kind of make, making these leaps. Um, Cause you, you essentially, you, you left that career and you're doing that now as more of a serve, as more of a way of serving, but you also went mm-hmm. into some very unknown territory because we never know what's going to happen with the landscape right. of speaking and writing and all those things. Yeah. What would, what are like maybe three or four things that you would say to that person as they are just emotionally preparing for that type of leap? Yeah. You know, when I sit with people and they're trying to discern what's next, right. Um, I, I, one of my, I don't know where I got this, but the idea of um, where the needs of the world intersect with your gifts, that's going to be your sweet spot. And if you're feeling like that is shifted, maybe where you are needs to shift so that you can better meet the needs of the world and your gifts, right? Um, mm. And so we begin to follow that. Also, I think while you are still there and you're thinking about making a leap, stay soft to your environment. I, I, I saw myself start to get bitter about the tasks I was still doing and the people I was still leading and, you know, all the things that I'm still, you know, um, and I felt like the Lord was like, you are not too good for this situation. Like, I will let you know when you are released but until then, like serve me well and stay soft to like, do not harden your heart around these people and what he's doing. Ooh, that, that is a difficult one at times because when you know, God is like, okay, your time is almost here. You're like, okay, listen, y'all, my time is almost here. I'm like, bye. Bye. <laughs> like, I don't have to deal with this. And for him to yeah. say, say soft, because he wants us to leave well, right? Like at the end well. of every story, the story should end well. And that can be hard sometimes. Oh, that's so that good. Can be so, that can be hard. Um, yeah. I mean, that's been huge for me to, um, yeah, serve well to the end, to yeah. serve well to the end. And yeah, to keep compassionate about the journey too. Because I've sensed, I sense that nudge about leaving full-time staff, but I kind of was like, mm, probably not. Like I was holding on um, and to still stay open-handed and to say, God, I need to say listening and open to you. That's I'm okay. listening. Mm. Yeah. And even though I would, he- I would feel like I would hear some things and more like close my ears, but I'm so glad that the spirit is kind and gracious. And it, and, and it was probably a year journey of like really thinking about it and like exploring and then being like, yeah, it's time. Uh-huh. Um, and that's been like that for every each transition in my life. Each leap it's been about, it's been longer than I thought. It wasn't like now time to right. go, which right. is really gracious of our good gardener, yes. right? He's tending to our soil and prepping us to be able to uproot us and plant us somewhere else. But it's, it's a nice, it's, he's been kind, so kind and, and generous and gracious in that process. That's so good. Yes. Okay. So I love to ask this question at the end. What mm-hmm. is your next leap? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have, I have a book and a Bible study um, coming in the spring in March. And I'll tell you what, Rachel, 
putting together the six week Bible study. It's my first Bible study I've ever written. That felt like, Ooh, I love this. Mm. I could get into more Bible study and opening the and God's word with people in a really intentional way. That was new for me. And I could see more of that. Coming. Oh, I love that. I could see that too. I, because I'm the same way. Like I've, I've written like a mini Bible study and I was like, this is kind of like, I really like this. this yes. I could do, I could do this. Like, <laughs> I could do this. Yes. Oh, I and love even that. Like not ignoring the, I really like this. Like as women paying attention, like we can like the thing that God has put into our heart. Like yes. that's not prideful. That's saying like, God, I see what you're doing and I'm leaning into that. Yeah. You know? Oh, I yeah. love that. This has been so amazing, such a good conversation. And I've been truly blessed with our time together. I want to make sure people know where they can find you. So on social website, all the things, can you share that with them? Yes. I love the gram though. My um, oldest son calls it instant Instagramma. I'm like, come on, come on. Really? Oh, no. <laughs> He's 15. Why do you do that to us? <laughs> Mine is 16. And they're like, I know. don't know. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I can't with the TikTok right now. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. So anyways, no. Instagram. <laughs> you can find me at Instagram because I'm saying at Amy Seifert. It's just my, my name, A-M-Y-S-E-I-F-F-E-R-T. And then my website is amyseifert.com. Those are probably the two places you can find me easily. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It has been so fun. It's so fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast episode. I hope you enjoy what you heard and you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next week. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaks.com to learn more about upcoming guests, get helpful resources to help you prepare to take your next leap and join the Taking the Leap membership community. And don't forget to text podcast to 216-279-7174 for weekly reminders and more personalized leap support. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.